Hello, this is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from my Spiritual Psychology Masterclass. This is an online webinar classroom where you learn to harvest vital, life-changing psychological concepts from the words of the prophets. Enjoy what you listen to, and I'll check in with you again when you're done. This iron rod concept, and I don't know, if I gotta, I never know how many times I've repeated myself on this one because it is like one of the most frequent um, concepts to review. The written true principles, which we often refer to as the word of God, that gives me something stronger than my own brain to hold on to. So for those of you who um, aren't PWTs and don't work with those who are fighting directly addiction, what Jeff can attest to is one of the things that guys think is one of the goals is to be able to review your reasons for fighting without actually looking at a card. Okay, they wanna be able to do it without the crutch. The problem is because of the tendency of the human brain is we lose connection to the most core elements of a principle if we don't review it word for word again. Um, if you ever want to uh, do an experiment on yourself, try taking a concept that's important to you and try reviewing it and see how far you get it slightly twisted and slightly changed over time. The One of the origins of this concept came to me during a sacrament meeting. Uh, I was sitting in the audience um, during my early stages of Sons of Helaman work at, in the chapel. And I remember as a youth, having the little thing you pull out hidden behind the sacrament table that has the written version of the sacramental prayer. And I thought back then that the reason they would do that is to make it easier for us. I didn't understand how vital it was that the wording of those prayers not be changed. It's vital that they're not paraphrased. It's vital that they aren't shifted around a little bit at a time. And because of the telephone game, because of how human beings can become lazy, I was, um, what was I reviewing? I was reviewing a something that was put out by a Christian organization that was quoting 1 Corinthians 13. And they had replaced the word charity with the word love. And I just felt some disappointment in, I appreciate the value of the word love, but there are elements of the word charity that are above and beyond the word love. And whoever is going to be reading this author's um, uh, writings, now they have the word love to refer to. And if they didn't know the word charity was there before, they're going to be missing out on all the elements that charity brings. And now... When the next person passes it on, they might water it down even more and water it down even more and water it down even more. When I'm doing Sons of Helaman training and I have them review the question, why are you fighting? I can be really obnoxious by telling them, don't do it from memory. Where's your card? Where is what you wrote down? Where's it? It should be either an electronic card or a, a uh, actual three by five card in your pocket. And if you're going to do it right, you need to have a ritual of reaching for the written, why are you fighting, and actually read it so that there's no room in there for Satan to distort it. And 
when I personally have had to really make sure I'm anchoring myself to an accurate principle, I make sure I have a written version of it and I'm reviewing that written version multiple times to make sure I don't drift. I don't drift off course and become slightly inaccurate. And so my first, what I'm going to be writing into this section is at first we might be using the global um, scriptures and conference talks as our global iron rod, but sometimes we will need very specific quotes from the prophets to hold on to for today. Certain inspired ideas that are written and reviewed more than once in a day. Let me take you back to this gentleman um, that I met with earlier today. He, um, as he's gaining momentum on fighting his uh, sexual addiction behavior, he's reached day seven, which is the outer edge of his normal success pattern. And he's got to have some iron rods, some things to hold on to and review, review multiple times in the day to make sure he stays anchored to it. And sometimes you can only hold on to two or three concepts. I know some of you women who are, um, who invested a lot of your life in another person or person's uh, lives as you attempted to be wives, that fine line between being independent, clear-minded, having your boundaries clear, et cetera, at the same time, leaving the door open for someone else to try to repair things with you. Um, as I've thought about what that might feel like, I have a lot of agony over walking that tightrope. But sometimes these iron rods can be one principle, hold your ground on this concept, be, but be flexible here. Don't lose your grip here, stay strong there. So whether it's for yourself or for the people you mentor, help them stay anchored to the remedial element of written iron rods. What principle have you taught them uh, several times? What concept do they tend to forget? This anchors itself into the eternal warrior's principle of the war between remembering and forgetting by having it written down and they carry it with them and review it regularly until the brain can have it in place already. In the psychology of cognitive restructuring, there is a muscle, mental muscle memory concept of reviewing and reviewing and reviewing and reviewing the principle until it becomes second nature or natural. Those are my main ideas and thoughts around the iron rod concept. Do any of you have any thoughts or experiences with how the iron rod has had meaning to you that we might pass on to others? Maurice? Yes, please. I, um, I've been trying to think about, there's two lines in my patriarchal blessing, but only one of them is coming to my mind right now. One of them says, reach out to others to help them along the gospel path, even to find it. And there's another accompanying line that I can't remember, but the concept there that I remember feeling through the spirit was how interesting it says, reach out to others. I mean, naturally you would think of inviting, but I instantly could see the image that I have to reach out while I am holding to the rod mm. to bring others to Christ. And so just to emphasize what you have indicated about how important it is not to paraphrase, but instead to use the word of God to help others remember what they have forgotten as well. There is power there. And I know for me as a convert to the church, that is something that 
resonated within me as the missionaries taught me that no matter what question I could throw out at them, when they responded by, let's turn to this scripture, the scripture spoke to me in my language that again resonated like, oh yeah, I've always known that. So I just wanted to share how powerful that is to get out of the way and allow God to work through us as we hold to the rod. Thank you. Um, it reminds me, Jessica, of uh, one of the main themes in the Mothers Who Know uh, organization is stand by the stay by the tree. Is it Lisa? How is it said? Stay or stand? Stay by the tree. Stay by the tree. Stay by the tree. Lisa, you've been to more of those meetings than others. Are you comfortable sharing with us the theme that's behind that phrase? It is. It really draws off of the story of Lehi when he's standing at the tree that we beckon, we call, even using a loud voice, but we do not leave the tree to go and get our loved ones that are straying. We stay by the tree and stay firm and they will know where to find us. Would you mind elaborating on the tendency or the craving to leave the tree to go save people? I have felt that before. <laughs> Apparently, it's common amongst you, uh, you women folk, you mother types. And tell me what you mothers have discovered with um, the tug of war, the agony of knowing the truth of both of these principles. Like, you, you can't just ignore people, but you also can't leave the tree. Can you talk us through that agony? It's a terrible feeling because you see your loved one out there floundering and you know if you can get to them that you can bring them back but you also have to realize that if you leave the tree you could you're putting yourself in danger and and so it's really hard to watch what's happening and almost feel helpless like you can't do anything how do you uh, combine that with the whole go find the one sheep that's lost kind of thing. Like that's got to be a difficult tug of war to like juggle those concepts. I believe that when the savior left the 90 and nine to go find the one, he left the 90 and nine in the care of someone else that could take good care of them or watch over them while he went to find the one that was missing. Hello, Maurice Harker here again. You've just finished listening to a clip from the Spiritual Psychology Masterclass, where you learn to harvest vital, life-changing psychological concepts from the words of the prophets. Please continue listening to the other podcast episodes where you will have access to many, many more principles. But when you're ready for a big, thick chunk of this educational material, please uh, follow the link that's attached to the text connected to this podcast and you will be given instructions on how to register for the class where you can spend an hour each week sitting with me and learning how to harvest psychology from the words of the prophets. I look forward to seeing you then.